On this episode of Out of Bounds with Dylan James, we discuss the NBA Finals where the Raptors lead the series 2-1 against the Warriors as the Warriors hope to regain Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant to finish out the series. We'll also discuss the Stanley Cup Final as it's a real battle between the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins. Series is tied 2-2 currently, but Game 5 is going on as we speak. And who's going to get the edge tonight after tonight's game and go to St. Louis for Game 6 with a chance to win the Cup? In the NFL, Carson Wentz signs an extension in Philadelphia. Is he worth the money? We discuss it more later in the show. Segments include the football recap of the week, miscellaneous news, winners and losers, and final thoughts. Let's stop talking and let's start rocking. It's time for Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Five of the Stanley Cup Finals is on right now. Stanley, uh, St. Louis is up 1-0 against Boston. Just scored a goal at the beginning of the second period. So very tight, contested series like we talked about on this show last week. It's going to go to Game 7, I'm telling you. It's going to Game 7. Although it's St. Louis holds this lead and wins this game then they could potentially clinch the cup in St. Louis next in, in the next game, which is fantastic for them. It would be much more fantastic for us because I'd rather see them win instead of Boston. But Chara, I'm telling you, Chara is killing it too. Coming back, we'll, we'll talk more about him during the hockey segment, but welcome to the show. I just got kind of caught up in hockey for a second there, but we're back. JT. How's your week been? It's been busy, Dylan. Uh, you know, uh, as you said, uh, it's great to be back. We finally made it back-to-back weeks, so that's great. Woo! And um, we're still rocking it, guys. We're not dead yet, so nope. thanks for bearing with us. Uh, yeah, Dylan, my week was really good. Uh, been busy catching up on a lot of schoolwork at the moment. It was busy. Um, finishing up the holiday from Memorial Day and then getting into summer now. It's summer. Everyone's coming down to Orlando now. It's going to get busy. It's starting to rain once a day, yep. at least. It's been storming actually pretty hard the past It stormed last night. Tonight wasn't so bad. Eh, the it last bad night, tonight. 8 o'clock, I barely got home from working in Copper Creek. Psh, rain yep. everywhere. I was like, what in the... It was crazy. The floodgates opened and Orlando became a pool once again. It was insane. Yep, so if you're coming to Orlando at all this summer, bring an umbrella. You will need it. Or a rain jacket at least. I mean, you know, rain jacket, you feel a bit more... In tune with the elements, because you feel the rain pitter-pattering off of your jacket. I don't know. It just seems kind of more all natural instead of... Well, all natural would be going in your birthday suit running around. But you don't want that. We don't want to see that <laughs> in Orlando. Please don't bring your birthday suit to Orlando when you come. But, uh, yeah, it's been crazy week. Crazy weather so far. Florida weather. So what, what more do you expect? And we're getting into hurricane season, so I'm sure it's going to be ramping up even more. But good thing is we're dry tonight. We are staring out the window in Celebration, Florida. Beautiful evening out there, and it's a beautiful evening to talk about some sports. So let's get right into it. Some basketball news first. The NBA Finals has been crazy so far. Golden State has lost two of their 20 superstars they have on that team. 
due to injury, so everyone's freaking out right now. But as of right now, where it stands, the Raptors are leading the Golden State Warriors. Actually, let me say that again. Kawhi Leonard is leading the Golden State Warriors 2-1 to in the series, and it's looking like the Raptors might win this one. Yeah, Dylan, it's too early to put the fork in the Warriors yet. They're defending champs, so you can't get them out. Uh, I did predict the Warriors were going to win in six games, but yes, Kawhi Leonard, he did ha- finally show up 30 points uh, in their game last night as the Raptors won 123-109. to Steph Curry, even though he had 47 points, was not enough to carry the team. Of course, the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant right now, and they won't have him on Friday night tomorrow. And Klay Thompson, he did not play last night, but they are expecting him to be back for tomorrow's game to play at some point. But yeah, Dylan, the, the Warriors, they're, the bench is banged up. Their top two All-Stars are banged up right now. The Warriors are going to have to really outscore the Raptors because the Raptors, remember Dylan, in game one, the Warriors were able to shut down Kawhi Leonard, but they couldn't stop the bench. Uh, Pascal Siakam was killing it for the Raptors in that game. And Marcus Gasol, uh, Danny Green, these players are stepping up when Kawhi hasn't been at his best, but he made up for it in Game 3 in a big way for the Raptors. So Raptors, like I said, they got nothing to play for. They're representing Canada. Oh, Canada, man. And they're trying to get... There's the first time in the finals, so they're trying to... Get in there and get a championship for Toronto, which I think Toronto hasn't won a championship since the Blue Jays won the World Series. When was that, like 1996? It was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, And you look at the Golden State Warriors. I mean, this is a question that we haven't really asked before, but do they have a depth problem at this point? I mean, they're missing only two players right now. Steph Curry is still killing it like normal, but then the players around them aren't producing at all. The only players they're losing are Klay Thompson and KD, which KD might leave in free agency. He probably will leave in free agency in the offseason. So do the Golden State Warriors have something to worry about there in San Francisco? Oh, my apologies, Toronto. Their last championship was 1993, Toronto Blue Jays. But yes, Dylan, to answer your question, I think the the Warriors all these years back to back to back Finals, it looks like it's starting to catch up to them. And the Warriors, everyone said, oh, going to be a dynasty, Boogie Cousins, all them. If They're just going to be a team to record. And I still believe that. The Warriors aren't going away. Even if Kevin Durant leaves next season, he's the Warriors are still going to be the team to beat next year. And, you know, the Warriors, for so long with the, the, the bench, it's been carrying that team when they've missed so many players. But now, Dylan, I mean, the, the Raptors are a good team. I think a lot of people just kind of overlooked them because the Milwaukee Bucks and how successful they were this year. But, hey, the the Raptors beat the best team, which was the Bucks, And now they're here. So, yes, it's going to be game four, Dylan. It's going to be very interesting tomorrow to see how the Warriors respond. I still expect them to tie the series. But if the Raptors somehow get away with a 3-1, man, Drake is going to go nuts. Oh, yeah, for sure he is. I mean, he'll definitely go nuts in Toronto on the sideline and probably uh, give the head coach a massage again. I mean, we'll probably see that come out in some uh, highlight reels in the next few weeks. But, I mean, you know, with the Golden State Warriors, with the Toronto Raptors, we were talking about the Toronto Raptors, and you were talking about how, you know, Kawhi Leonard and that team is actually pretty strong. But, again, what players do they have outside of Kawhi Leonard, Marc Gasol, Siakam, 
Uh, um, Lowry, Lowry, Danny Green. Okay, Danny Green. Outside of those players. Serge Ibaka. Without looking at the <laughs> roster, okay? I see you over there staring at the computer screen. They don't have many players there that are household names. Who, Jeremy Lin? Well, He's not playing. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's not a household actually, name Actually, he did play a minute last night. He actually did play uh, b- scrap mi- minutes, but it doesn't matter. The Lynn Jody Meeks, same thing. But, hey, man, you know, the Raptors, like I said, everyone knows the big players, like you mentioned, in the bench. Okay, maybe they're not popular known, but they're stepping up. They're stepping up, keeping the Raptors into the game. And, you know, Kawhi is, of course, carrying team on his back, literally. But Lowry, you know, he's helping him out too. And for the Warriors, like I said, Dylan, you know, it's going to be tough for if Clay Thompson isn't effective in game four. We know Katie's not going to play. So Andre Iguodala, Iga, Iguodala excuse me, has to step it up. He only got 11 points in the last game, and he was the reason why they won game two. For the Warriors to get back yeah. in that game. Yeah. They went on a crazy run. So, like I said, Dylan, this series has gone back and forth, back and forth. And I expect game four to be no different. I expected six games. You probably going to like stack a final, say seven games for the NBA finals. But the Warriors, Dylan, it's not going to be easy for them. This is not going to be a cakewalk like last year where they, what, beat the Cavs in like five games. So, it's not going to be easy for them, for sure. But the NBA finals, it's fun to watch, Dylan. I've actually had fun watching the finals. This year with the Raptors and Warriors, maybe because I'm not so Warriors Cavaliers fatigued and, you know. Yeah, it's it's great to have two teams. I mean, uh, one team in there that is usually there, but the other team is actually a new team. It's kind of refreshing to see that, to see some new faces on the court. Um, but speaking of the NBA, we're talking about some rumors here. Uh, LeBron James, there's a rumor that came out. LeBron James may ask for a trade if the Lakers whiff on free agency this year. So trying to bring in somebody like uh, Kawhi Leonard or um, Kyrie Irvin or players like that. So Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis will have to be traded. So yeah. you have to look at that too. Um, you know, if they whiff in free agency and they don't get a trade either, because you could possibly trade for Chris Paul. You could trade for but Chris uh, Paul's thirty four. Why you want? Why you want him? He I can't mean, stay healthy. Uh, he's a veteran presence, though. Uh, of course, of course, he's a veteran presence. The Lakers definitely need that, but. You know, LeBron James, you know, you have to ask him, too. He, he's missed games, too, this year. And but and you also look at the the Lakers this year. The best, when they were their best, they had Rajon Rondo on the court. Yep. And he's an older player, too. He's injury-prone as well. But, I mean, when he was on the court, they actually did pretty well. Yeah, I know. But Chris Paul has a huge contract the Rockets gave him. Don't know why they gave him that deal. But, hey, the Rockets last week, their GM said... Everybody's for sale. Everybody's tradable. So give us a call. Even James Harden. I find that hard to believe. But yeah, I don't think James is leaving. James <laughs> is going to stay there. The who, beard has to stay in Houston. But who who knows? We'll we'll see what happens. You remember, we had the NBA draft in a few weeks. And then, of course, July 1st, NBA free agency. So I expect the Lakers to make lots of phone calls. Do you think these phone calls will actually bear fruit, though? Do you think that LeBron James will get the big superstar he wants on his team? Or do you think he's going to want to ask for a trade? I think it's more likely, Dylan, he's going to at least get a star. Who he's going to get? Who knows? Kyrie, Anthony Davis. uh, Who who knows right now? Vucic from Orlando? Who knows? But LeBron has been pretty good track record, Dylan, of getting star players. When he was the Cavaliers, you know, he got Shaq. I know he didn't work out. He got, uh, you know, Rich Jefferson, 
Uh, Dwayne Wade played a year there. So he's been able to get players to come. And now that Magic Johnson's gone, it's basically him basically trying to be like Kobe Bryant, recruit players and get them. And I've heard rumors that Kobe Bryant, they might bring him in as an advisory role to help recruit players. So you got LeBron and Kobe. It should be an easy sell right there. Should be, but the question is, will it be an easy sale? And you look at players that could potentially go to the Lakers. I mean, Kyrie Irving, his relationship with LeBron James hasn't been the best since Cleveland, but apparently they've been mending fences and they... He did seem- post a picture on Instagram, him in a Lakers shirt. Yeah. So a lot s- of people were blown up about that. Oh, he's going to go to the Lakers, he's going to go. They seem to be so in a great... maybe they might have mended some fences. A pretty good spot right now. So we'll see if uh, LeBron can bring somebody like Kyrie over to Los Angeles and they can make a run at the at the Warriors next year and see if they can get the Western Conference title. So we'll see what happens there. Let's move on to some hockey news. As we were talking about before in the beginning of the show, the hockey uh, Stanley Cup final is happening right now. The series is tied 2-2. St. Louis is still up 1-0 in the game uh, with Boston on the power play right now. So this series, like we said, was going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight. And uh, I think it's been one so far. It's been very, very evenly contested, evenly matched. And I think that St. Louis has Boston on their heels tonight, it looks like. But what do you think about the series so far? Yeah, Dylan, this series has been very, uh, like I say, equal, like you said, very even games. As we saw in game one, the Blues were up 2 nothing, and the Bruins came back to win that game, 4-2. to two. Game two, the Blues bounced back and won. Then in game three, the Blues had a disaster, and the Bruins scored a touchdown, ran Banting out the building. But you got to get credit with the Blues. They didn't falter. They bounced back and got a big win in game four, getting a 4-2 win over the Bruins. So, of course, Bruins without Chara and all that in that game. So, the Right now, Game 5, to me, is a very pitiful game right now. And as we can see, the Blues have the lead. But the Bruins are fighting back, trying to get back in this game. I felt the Bruins with home ice being one of the top teams in the league and a good depth of the players they had with Marshawn, Pashanek, McAvoy, and, of course, you got Chara there and Bergeron. That team should win the Cup. But, like you mentioned, the Blues are leading right now. If the Blues can somehow escape Boston with the win, I, you have to figure they're going to try to close it at home in front of their fans, especially when it's been like, what, 40 years? 1970? That's the last time they cup? Come on, St. Louis. Now, I mean, even though I'm a Caps fan, I hate, I don't like the Bruins that much, but I'd be very happy if St. Louis, even though I know, Dylan, they're a division rival for you, but St. Louis would be good, a good story for them, good for the NHL, the Blue Notes. St. Louis finally winning something after having a rough few seasons. Yeah, I agree. I think that St. Louis deserves to win. Um, I think that Boston, you know, would it be great to see Chara win one more? Yeah, sure. I yeah, mean, but Boston's been winning everything. They've Football, been winning everything. basketball. If they get hockey, oh my gosh. They can't do that because their heads will get way too big. <laughs> They're already big already enough as it is, getting a World Series and a Super Bowl in the same year. Um, I, I think that having a Stanley Cup uh, in their possession as well it's just a deadly disaster. And, I mean, Boston, I mean, they've been the Stanley Cup in this, like, this is the third time in this decade. They were in, in 2011 when they won it against Vancouver. And, of course, they were in in 2013 when they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. So, Boston, they, they've been there. They've been there and done that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if they can pull it out. But speaking of Boston, speaking of one of their star players, 
their captain, Zdeno Chara, he came back tonight and he 42 actually, years old. He Dylan. actually suffered a broken jaw in game four. That's the reason why he went down. And he came back with a visor on his. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Game three is when this happened. Game three, he came back in game four. Um, he didn't play because they uh, didn't win. But then uh, he comes back tonight and he's wearing a visor. He's fine, but he has a broken jaw. He's playing with a broken jaw. For the Stanley Cup, which, I mean, hey, people saying that hockey players aren't tough, hockey players, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you see players like this every single year battling through adversity, battling through broken bones and, and torn ligaments and things of that nature. And, I mean, he's been doing well so far. Yeah, Dylan, Zidane Chara, you got to give him a lot of credit, man. The man, the myth, the legend, still doing it. So, I think a lot of people are expecting him he's going to retire at the end of the season, but we'll see, man. We've seen these old guys in sports still, still going. So yeah. you can't count them out. You can't. So uh, moving on to some more news in hockey world, the Nashville Predators and the Montreal Canadiens, according to Elliot Friedman, are the final two teams in the Duchesne sweepstakes this season. Um, and it looks like he'll be getting a deal on July 1st. So, I mean, what are the chances the Nashville Predators actually do sign this kid? Um, it's been kind of like David Poyle's white whale recently in recent years. Uh, two years ago, there was a chance we were going to get him, but we decided to go in a three-way trade with the Ottawa Senators, um, and that's when we actually acquired Kyle Turris to our team. So we've had him for the past two years. We haven't really done much with Kyle Turris so far. The first season he was with us, um, he helped us out a bit in the first round of the playoffs, but... We had an early exit that year, and then this year he was non-existent after his injuries. So at a certain point, you have to kind of look at what our depth looks like. And, and if I could trade Kyle Tourist for Matt Duchesne just straight up, I would in a heartbeat today. Um, Kyle, I mean, he's he did some good things in Nashville, like I said, his first season. But since then, his production has declined. I know that it's probably been the injury as well, but you have to look at it as well, too. Will there be trade partners out there for Kyle Turris with him having a down year this season? Um, but then him going to the um, IIHF World Championships and actually performing quite well for Team Canada. So do you think there's a trade market for Kyle Turris out there? I certainly think so, but it's going to be kind of light right now because when the free agency period starts for the NHL, Dylan, a lot of teams are going for big-name players, going for role players that aren't going to hurt the cap much. You'll probably see some players move, get traded, make cap space. So Kyle Turris, is it possible he can get moved? Of course. But where is he going to go? I, I don't know right now. I don't can't think of a team right now until we start seeing some movement where maybe the Preds say, hey, maybe there might be a team like Minnesota or maybe a team like out in Arizona that can maybe use a player like Kyle Terrace. And who knows, if his contract is expiring soon, you know, he'll be a rental player. So by we get the trade deadline next year, he'll probably get moved the last minute to try to help a team make that playoff push. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's been in a lot of rebuilding mode, but now they got a lot of solid players in Detroit looking ready, get ready to push, try to make the playoff push next season. So we'll see. And also speaking of cap 
cap issues and contracts and such. There has been talk that the National Predators have a very, very tight cap space window this year, especially with signing Roman Yossi to a long-term contract, which will get done this season. Um, but you look at players that have huge contracts, and one of the main players that has a huge contract on the National Predators is P.K. Subban, and that's been a big name ever since we acquired P.K. Subban in free agency um, after we traded him for Shea Weber. Shea Weber was with us uh, with for the Predators for quite some time. Um, there's been trade talks every summer since then, so at a certain point you have to kind of put some validity into that as well. I mean, I think that David Poyle wanted to keep that, that four, that fearsome uh, four that we have in our defensive core, Roman Yossi, P.K. Subban, um, Matias Ekholm, and Ryan Ellis. He wanted to keep those four together, but at a certain point, he's going to have to move somebody. And, um, I mean, with the biggest contract on the team, I think that P.K. Subban, you shine a spotlight on him, but um, there's definitely some players out there that I think we can move to create some space for Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne already has a rental property in Nashville. He he wants to be in Nashville. He wants to play for Nashville. He's he's voiced that opinion several times. And so, I mean, I think the only reason why the Montreal Canadiens are even in this race is because they have the cap space right now to just add him onto the team with no worries whatsoever. Um, but I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens this season to see if David Poyle can acquire his white whale after so many years. Um, so let's move on to the NFL. Some NFL news coming out almost about an hour ago, actually. Carson Wentz signs an extension in Philadelphia for four years, $128 million, and over $100 million of that is guaranteed. $107 million. Guaranteed. Is, is this a good move by Philly? Seeing the, as though the, he has such a small sample size in the NFL as a starter because of injuries? Yeah, Dylan, it's tough to say. I know a lot of people are questioning because of his injury history and they're giving him a lot of money. But let's remember, Dylan, the Eagles decided to let Nick Foles go. Nick Foles wasn't going to wait around. I don't blame him. Yeah, we know you did good in, in, in Philadelphia, but hey, if Jacksonville is giving you money to be a, their starting quarterback, you take it. Now Blake Bortles is out the window. Yeah. You take it, man. You go. <laughs> so not only that, Nick Foles, before he got hurt, he put stellar numbers up in, in, in the NFL. And a lot, I'm sure, Dylan, the Eagles who watched Kansas City saw Patrick Mahomes and how well he's done. And they're thinking, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, he could be just as good as Patrick Mahomes. And I think with the Eagles, with the offense, the, the way they play, he's got a good chance to put the team and, and be a league MVP at some point. I certainly think so. And now that he knows he doesn't have Nick Foles behind his back, you know, he's going to focus on his health, stay healthy, and get the Eagles to contention. And let's look at the NFC East, Dylan. I mean, the Giants, they're not going anywhere. Shaquan Barkley wants Daniel Jones to be the quarterback, not Eli Manning. And the Redskins, we don't know what to expect from them. The Cowboys, Dylan, you know they're the Cowboys. We never know what to expect from the Cow Jerry World. So there's no doubt in my mind the Eagles are banking on the future, knowing that they're good and they're going to be good for seasons. They're going to, they're going to fight the playoffs, try to get in the Super Bowl every year, and they decide Carson Wentz is the man. And we knew this was happening, Dylan. Once Nick Foles was going to leave, a conjure extension was happening. And you might as well get him on the cheap right now. Because if he if you don't give him a extension now and he's kicking butt 
you're going to have to pay more money. And knowing the Eagles, that they're going to have to want to keep this team intact, better give them the money now as opposed to wait till later. Is that the same way you feel about Marcus Mariota? Should we be giving him the extension this season instead of waiting till next offseason? Well, with the Titans, doing, Marcus Mariota, I understand he had a bad year with health this past year, but it's only been this at least bad this past year, one mm-hmm. year. Yeah, It's not consistent like with Wentz or quarterbacks like Andrew Luck, teams like that. So you and, say he does deserve an extension now instead of waiting till Marcus next offseason. Marcus Mariota, look, <laughs> Can I give him an extension right now? Yes. Are the Titans going to be bold enough to no, do that? No, no, they're not going to. They've already they're said not they're not going to do that. No, no, no. But not with... it's a hypothetical situation. I mean, you know, you know, we have a guy like Carson Wentz getting that extension for $128 million, four years. And then now you see Marcus Mariota, who's actually been on the field. He's only missed a handful of games, and he's pretty much started almost every game of his career so far. I think he's only missed like three games, maybe three or four starts in total. Has he been knocked out of games? Yes, he has been knocked out of games, but he hasn't missed like half, half seasons before like Carson Wentz has. So there's more of a, a sample size for Marcus Mariota. And what you've seen on the field for Marcus Mariota is that he's going to win at all costs. He's going to try to win at all costs. Yeah, he puts his heart out there. No he question does. about that. He does. So, I mean, you see a player like that not getting an extension, but next year, if Tennessee does well this season, if Marcus takes him to the playoffs, goes at least, you know, a round or two into the playoffs and plays well and stays on the field for 16 games this year plus, I think Marcus is going to get a nice extension next season, and it's probably going to be more than what Carson just got. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's always a guarantee. Whatever the quarterback is getting now, Whoever's the next quarterback's in line of our contract get more. What's crazy with the Carson West situation is you have three other quarterbacks in the league, Dylan, that have long-term NFL contracts. So Aaron Rodgers, he's signed through 2023. He's 35 years old, Dylan. You got Matt Ryan, same year, 2023. He's 34. Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks, signed through 2023. He's 30. And then you got Carson Wentz signed that extra year, 2024. He's only 26. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. That, that's that's great. I mean, and the thing is, Carson Wentz is a great football player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Carson Wentz at all. I'm just saying that at a certain point, you have to look at his injury history as well. I mean, even though we don't want to look at that, I mean, he got knocked out two years in a row. I mean, he didn't take him to the Super Bowl two years ago when Nick Foles took him. And then last year, he got knocked out again for a few games, and Nick Foles had to come in relief for Carson Wentz. So they had a really good sample size of of Nick Foles for Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a really good sample size of him. So they said, you know what? We're going to bring him in. We might as well. He's better than Blake Bortles, which we'll talk about Blake Bortles in just a little bit about OTAs um, and also Eli Manning and the whole Giants fiasco. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I think they just needed some more time to reevaluate. Is it a good thing? Is it a, is it a gamble for them to be paying four years, $128 million? Yes, of course it is. It's a, it's a huge gamble for a player that has had significant injury history, um, the past few years, but Philadelphia has their guy. They think they have their guy. So as long as they think they have their guy, spend the money might as well. It's cheaper than what you're going to pay for next year. All right, Dylan. Well, let's talk about the commissioner, Roger Goodell. He was in the news this week. So 
he apparently has voiced his opinion over and over about cutting the preseason down or getting rid of it altogether. Now, as you saw last week, Dylan, the NFLPA is sending letters to the players. Hey, 2021 is going to come up. We're going to, we could have a potential NFL lockout situation. Start saving your money now. Now, what the NFL is discussing with the NFLPA is discussion about we're willing to cut the preseason altogether. So, because usually by August, though, the rosters are already set. Yeah, yeah. You only need like three or four players battling with spots, but there's not like the entire four games you're going to need to determine who's going to make who what. So they're talking about maybe doing two preseason games, but then replace the other two that are getting rid of to make it 18. In the regular season. In the regular season. 18 regular season games. Or you cut the preseason altogether, and you just have scrimmages, and then you go straight to 18 games or whatever. So, I mean, Dylan, they've been talking about 18 games for quite some time. And the owners, of course, well, they want just some revenue, money. It makes sense. But for the players... You know, they're talking about putting their bodies at risk, getting hurt, injuries, all that kind of stuff. Do they want to go for something like that, even though they could potentially get more money, but you're adding more risk to your, your body, that kind of thing. So, Dylan, you, can you see by 2022 season, we're going to have maybe 18 games and, and no preseason, which pretty much means college football will probably have, have to shift the calendar and just only the entire month of August if there's no preseason football. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, I think that I could see the two preseason games and 18 regular season games pretty easily. I think that that will probably happen more so than no preseason 18 regular season games um, because I think they do need to get in the swing of things at a certain point. You look at scrimmages, you look at practices. I mean, you see players go down with career, like maybe not even career-ending injuries, but Teddy Bridgewater, for instance. Teddy Bridgewater went down with an injury in OTAs. Like, it was a non-contact injury in OTAs where he was out for two years. So, I mean, there are going to be injuries in any facet of this game, whether it be OTAs, whether it be scrimmages, whether it be preseason, whether it be regular season, whether it be postseason. You're going to have injuries. You have a significant risk of injuries playing this sport in any caliber. So, at a certain point, I mean, I understand we need to make it safe for the players. We need to make it to where... It's a better product for fans, and it's safer for players and things of that nature. But at the same time, you know, you can't really diminish many of the games because, I mean, you still need, you're still going to have a significant risk either way. You get what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it's kind of, I don't know. They keep saying there's more injury risk, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, you can get injured walking your dog after practice, or you can get injured in any sort of way that's very true that's very true indeed all right dylan so what's the latest going on in nfl otas otas are happening now um when they first started last week and giants otas um eli manning and daniel jones were having awful days one day and they said the best quarterback they had on the field that day passing was third string quarterback alex tanney Really? Really? You spent a, what, fifth-round pick? A fifth—I'm sorry, not a fifth-round pick. A fifth overall pick to choose Daniel Jones, and he's looking worse than Alex Tanney. 
Are you freaking kidding? And Saquon Barkley coming out saying, oh, I think Daniel Jones should be our starting quarterback. It is a hot mess in New York. I don't want to touch New York with a 10-foot pole down here in Florida. That's awful. <laughs> I would fair, hate to be a Giants fan I right think now. both New York teams, the Giants and the Jets, are uh, really having a rough time Well, right the Jets, yeah, the Jets, it's more front office issues, not yeah, on the true. field issues. <laughs> that's very true. Good point. In, in the fall, those front office issues are not going to be nearly as bad as the on-field issues with the Giants. The Giants are a it's a dumpster fire in, in, in Giants land. It's in the Meadowlands. It's awful. I don't want to be anywhere near a Giants fan to get that juju placed on the Tennessee Titans because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, and I don't want that anywhere near me. So if you're a Giants fan, I'm sorry. We'll just have to talk via text message or um, smoke signals or something. I'm I'm not getting anywhere near you because you're going to give me some bad juju for the Titans. But um, yeah. So that's one thing that's happening in OTAs. Another thing that happened in OTAs, reporters were talking to Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles truly believes he will be a starting quarterback in the NFL once again. Oh, dear. Not anytime Wait, soon. he's with the Rams, right? No, uh, yes, he's with the Rams right now, yes. Yeah, he's no, not getting you're not that gonna, job over Jared Goff, no way. No, you're not, going, you're not getting that job. Unless Jared Goff has a significant injury, kind of like with Carson Wentz, like we were just talking about. If he goes down with an injury like Carson Wentz, then yeah, I could kind of see Blake Bortles going in relief. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Blake Bortles will probably play some games. But preseason. it'll be like... The two yeah, preseason, preseason games. games. <laughs> the two preseason games in 2022 that we're talking about. That's when he's going to play games. He's not going to play games in the regular season. I can, already t- I, I can bet you 16 games this year, Blake Bortles will not play a single snap as the starting quarterback. He won't. He won't. There's no reason to even talk about it. Jared Goff is the quarterback there in Los Angeles, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> so I just love how Blake Bortles is coming out. Just, I mean, come on, man. I understand you had a rough go of it in Jacksonville. You did, but you kind of brought it on yourself as well. You had Tom Coughlin there. Don't listen to your coach. Listen to Tom Coughlin in the box. He talks to you every single week. He can give you some good pointers. He actually took Eli Manning to the Super Bowl. Since Tom Coughlin left, has Eli Manning even been relevant? <laughs> no. No. He's been injured. Can't throw the ball. Talks, there was talk he was going to leave New York, but then he ended up staying. And uh, I mean, New York, man, he got his chance, man. Now, Daniel Jones, he'll start before the end of the year. Oh, I, I can almost guarantee definitely. he will start by the end of the year. But I give Eli Manning four weeks. Like Blake, if it's going really bad, yep, it's it's, it's time to move on, man. Time but Blake Bortles, uh, no, bye bye. You're, you're not you're not starting anytime soon. All right, Dylan. So the former Buccaneers defensive tackle Gerald McCoy, he just recently signed a one year deal with the Carolina Panthers. So there was a lot of speculation when he was released last week by the Buccaneers that. Or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. But there was talk that he was going to go to Baltimore. There was talk he was looking at Cleveland and some other places. But he ends up going to Carolina. Now, Dylan, I think this is a steal for Carolina. It's huge. I, I mean, yeah, he's t- a 10-year veteran. He's been in the league for a while. But he's a very good pass rusher. And the fact that he took less money because they're giving up $10 million, where he could have got more in Baltimore, they were going to double, give him $20 million. And I'm sure he's going to put something similar in Cleveland. But 
A part of me felt, you know, I think Jerry McCoy wants to stick it to the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, he does. So I'm going to beat him twice a year. I'm going <laughs> to sack James Winston like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm just going to get everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame him. And also, I mean, you look at Carolina. Their offense is really, really good. Really good. So uh, Carolina has some really good pieces on offense. And so adding to the defensive line like this, putting a Gerald McCoy, the monster, from the Buccaneers. I mean, that's a great move by Carolina. Great money offered to him as well. I mean, great money for a star player like that. Um, I was actually hoping he'd look at the Titans a little bit because I think having um, Jerry McCoy on our defensive line would have been pretty ridiculous to see. Um, but, you know, Jarrell Casey is probably crying tonight saying, you know, what could have been, but oh well. Jerry McCoy, he's going to have some good times in Carolina and – I mean, I think this puts them closer to Super Bowl contender. I really, I really do think it does. I mean, having Cam Newton, having um, McCaffrey, having—I mean, they just have great players on Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers are going to do quite well um, in the next few seasons. So, let's move on to JT's favorite segment of the week. It's his football recap, and it starts right now. Thanks, Dylan. As always, out of bounds. We're here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. So let's start with my week recap. So, of course, we had two big games this past week. We had the UEFA Europa League, and we also had the UEFA Champions League. So in the Europa League, Chelsea, Eden Hazard, what a way for him to go out. Two goals in that match against Arsenal and beating them 4-1 to to win the Europa League for Chelsea. And in the UEFA Champions League, well, the game may not have been great, but it doesn't matter. Liverpool hanged on and managed to get a 2-0 victory over Tottenham. Hotspur and winning their sixth European title for Liverpool. So congrats to Jurgen Klopp. He lost doing like six, like I think six straight finals. And his and he finally gets over the hump getting that championship trophy for Liverpool. So good for them. Now, me being a Manchester United fan, it's a little rough seeing Man City win the Premier League and your arch rival Liverpool win the European Champions League. But we finished sixth place. We'll see how it goes next year. Uh, for Orlando City SC here locally, Orlando City SC dominated this past weekend, Dylan. They got a 3-0 victory over the Montreal Impact. And they got some goals from Nani, Tisho Akindele, and Will Johnson. And this was huge for Orlando City as we finally got a win. We are now tied towards the last playoff spot, seventh place. We're in eighth right now in the Eastern Conference. So Orlando City... They're kind of on a break in league play, but their next game will be next week in the U.S. Open Cup as they will be traveling to Memphis to take on Memphis 901 FC. The Orlando Pride, their last game this past weekend, they lost to the North Carolina Courage 3-0. So the Orlando Pride will be on a bit of a break because we got this thing called the Women's World Cup starts tomorrow. <coughs> on to some sucking news. The U.S. men's national team was in Washington, D.C. yesterday, had a friendly against Jamaica, and they lost 1-0. Uh, the coach, Greg Berhalter, said after the game, uh, a lot of the players to play with players trying to get rush spots for the Gold Cup, and they kind of were concerned about the rush spots on their team, so that's why the team didn't do well. So now they will take on Venezuela this weekend in Cleveland before they get ready for the Gold Cup match beginning next week. The U.S. Women's National Team, of course, is in France right now as they're getting ready for the Women's World Cup. 
The Women's World Cup, Dylan, does start tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time, as the host country, France, takes on South Korea in the opener. The United States, Dylan, the men, the women, excuse me, the women's national team will get on defending their title for the World Cup as they play next Tuesday, June 11th, at 3 o'clock against Thailand. All right, Dylan. And we also got news in lower division soccer as the New York Cosmos chairman, Rago Camiso, has decided to buy Fiorentina in Serie A. He's the third American owner in the Italian Serie A league to own an Italian soccer team. Neymar, man, it's been a rough year. 2019's been a rough year for Neymar, Dylan. As Neymar, he got injured for PSG, couldn't play the rest of the season. Then he got in arguments, got suspended, and then he got accused of rape. Now, Dylan, he played in a friendly yesterday for for Brazil against Qatar as Brazil's getting ready for Copa America. And he got injured. He injured his ankle. He was left the field in tears. And now they said Neymar is going to miss Copa America. He will not play. So this is a huge loss for Brazil because Copa America, which starts next week, is in Brazil. So they are heavy favorites to expect to win. But now that Neymar's out, this is going to affect Brazil big time, Dylan. We'll have to see if the Brazilians can bounce back and get going. One more piece of soccer news, Dylan. And this will definitely interest you, Dylan, as the Vegas Golden Knights owner, Bill Foley, is interested in bringing an MLS expansion team to Las Vegas. Wow. So there's talk that he is teaming up with the Las Vegas Lights. They're looking at building a downtown MLS soccer stadium. But they're also looking at, Dylan, that falls through, having them play with the Raiders. You know the Raiders moving there in a couple years. They're going to have a stadium built, so there's a possibility they could play, share the Vegas uh, or the Raiders arena there. So that would be very interesting news. But Bill Philly looks to be interested in soccer as well. All right, so games to watch this weekend, as I mentioned, of course, you got the FIFA Women's World Cup. As I mentioned, France plays tomorrow. But you also got games going on Saturday at Germany against China. You also got Norway against Nigeria. On Sunday, you got to watch Australia, the Matildas. This is going to be an interesting game as well. At 7 a.m., they play against Italy. Brazil will take it on Jamaica. Argentina plays Japan. England and Scotland. And then, of course, you got Canada taking on Cameroon. And then Chile taking on Sweden on Tuesday. So, a lot of interesting games to get fourth in the Women's World Cup. You also got the UEFA Nations League as that wrapped up. You got Portugal beat Switzerland yesterday. And today you got Netherlands coming back to beat England 3-1. to So Netherlands and Portugal will play for the UEFA Nations League title on Sunday. And that will include Dylan, my football recap of the week. Let's head over to miscellaneous news. Some breaking news here on the Out of Bounds podcast that just happened less than 15 minutes ago. Dallas Keekel actually just signed with the Atlanta Braves. He's a 2015 American League Cy Young winner, two-time All-Star, and four-time Gold Glove winner. Um, so he is getting in the uh, in the, ra- ra- the rotation there in Atlanta. So congratulations to the Braves and congr- congratulations to Dallas. Yeah, I heard he's. I heard that the Braves were talking to him as of this morning, and well, well that was quick. He's now yeah. on yeah. the team. So no, this is a huge pickup for the Braves. Uh, the Braves, you know, right now four and six in their last ten games. And there are two games behind the Phillies, Dylan, right now. So this is a big deal for the Braves as they're trying to keep up with the Phillies, but also try to go for that NL East title. And we also saw the other free agent that was big for the uh, way for a while, uh, Kimbrell. He signed with the Chicago Cubs today as well. And that was a player that the Braves were looking at. And Mm -hmm. so since Kimbrell got signed, 
um, Keiko was there, and they said, you know what, we're going to bring Keiko instead. So congratulations to the Braves once again, um, and congratulations to Dallas. Welcome to the ATL. So moving on to the Big Ten, the Big Ten Conference names former Viking COO Kevin Warren as the new commissioner. Yeah, he's going to take over for Jim Delaney when he retires. And this is history, Dylan, because he becomes the first black commissioner of a Power Five conference. Of course, college football has never happened. So uh, congrats to Kevin Warren. And I was reading an article about it on ESPN. His family is a family of trailblazers from getting in first, you know, for minorities to get opportunities and businesses and stuff for him. He was one of the top minorities in the NFL. And now he's going to be the commissioner of the Big Ten. So this is huge news for that conference as well. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, my boy over here. So he is apparently uh, suing Nike uh, because Nike apparently used his logo. So just to give you what, what the logo is, it's basically his hand and it has his initials, K. L for the logo. Okay. So Nike apparently used without consent. Now Kawhi, I guess they broke up because he's not with Nike anymore. He's now with New Balance. Mm. That's who he's with now. And New Balance made some news in Golden State, taking a billboard, putting the King of the North is coming. Ah. Taking advantage of the Game of Thrones after it. how that season it. finale ended. But <laughs> we won't talk about that. But <laughs> we will talk about Kawhi Leonard, and he's trying to get money because he's with New Balance now. So. He can't use his new logo until he takes care of it. So there's a chance there's a chance he could get some money out of this and get Nike to relent that release the logo because it's his. He designed it. Yeah. He designed oh, yeah, yeah. that logo his rookie year with Spurs. That'd be huge. Come huge on, news. Nike. Get it together, man. Seriously. Huge news from uh, Nike and Kawhi Leonard there. So let's move on to winners and losers. JT, I will start with yours first. All right, Dylan. Well, my winner this week is Andy Ruiz Jr., for making shocking the world in boxing this weekend as he defeated Anthony Joshua, who happens to be an Under Armour supported athlete. So I, I couldn't believe it, man. I did not watch the fight, but my friends at Under Armour, when I, we went on, so when I worked on Sunday, that's all they talked about, obviously, because like I mentioned, Anthony Joshua is an Under Armour athlete. That guy looks like a freaking tower, and he lost to Andrew Jr., who looks like, you know, uh, I, I a dad man, bod. He I has know, a man. dad bod. I mean, he just woke up, rolled the bed, he went boo, boo, boo. And Andy Joshua, he's just standing there like, what are you doing, man? Yep. You got to move. And then he got knocked down twice. Twice. He was crunching on three bags of Cheetos after he got done as well. It's yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, but you got to get credit to him. He made history, insane. too. He is the first Mexican-American to win uh, the heavyweight boxing title. So, got to give a congrats to Andy Reese Jr. And giving hope to anybody that, hey, I mean, because this guy's fought. He had only one loss. So he's gone through the ranks, Andrew Reese Jr., to get to the heavyweight title. And now you knock out Anthony Joshua. I mean, man, way to go, man. Way to go. So he was my winner this week. My illusion this week, Dylan, is Golden State Warriors investor Mark Stevens. So he got in trouble last night because Kawhi Leonard was diving for a ball. Kawhi, excuse me. Kyle Lowry. Get my K's mixed up here. Kyle Lowry was diving for a ball in the bench in the. Uh, Stevens decided to give Kyle Lowry a shove. And come on, you're an investor of an NBA team. You can't be doing that. Shoving the opposing players. I know he doesn't play for your team, but come on, man. Was it really worth it? Well, apparently not, Dylan, because the NBA came down hard on Stevens. Because not only, Dylan, did they find him 
$500,000. They also told him he's banned for the rest of the NBA Finals, so he can't go to any more games. And on top of that, Dylan, he's suspended for an, an or not suspended, but banned for another year. Wow. So he can basically not go to NBA games for an entire year. Holy crap. For a, that shove he did. It just wasn't worth it, man. You can't do that. Wasn't worth it. You can't do that. Yes, Dylan. I agree. But anyway, who are your winners and losers this week? I'll start with my loser at first. Uh, David Johnson is my loser. He's the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. He came out saying that he is the best running back in the league, um, if not the world. Uh, and, and again, uh, David Johnson, where have you been the past few seasons? You, you've been injured every single season. You haven't played 16 full games yet, so I'm, I'm not going to listen to you until you play 16 full games. My winner this week, though, is my favorite podcast right now on the airwaves, on iTunes, Bussin' with the Boys. Hashtag Bussin' with the Boys. Um, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton are doing a great job with that show. They've had some great guests so far. Delaney Walker, Rich Froning. Um, they also had um, the new offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, Arthur Smith, on the show. Um, so great, great content on that show. I think that they're doing great things on that podcast over there. And I, I invited Will Compton to the show this week. He liked the tweet, didn't respond at all. It's okay, Will. I understand you're busy. I, I, I will give you, for the next week, I'll give you a little time to uh, let that sink in. Possibly next week, come on the show, talk to us. Taylor, you're invited as well. So Taylor Lewan, Will Compton, sending out an invite, an official invite for both of you guys to join the show next week. Talk about busting with the boys and some Titans talk as well. So we look forward to possibly hearing from you and uh, going from there. So that's my winner this week. Let's talk about some final thoughts, JT. Well, my final thought is just going out to uh, Nike. Uh, Nike with their, you know, they're known for doing inspiring ads. And I saw one this weekend while I was with Micah this weekend watching the UEFA Champions League final on Saturday. And, of course, we're getting ready for the World Cup. It starts tomorrow. And they showed an ad um, for the World Cup called Don't Change a Dream, Change the World. So they have... A uh, ten-year-old soccer player, Makina Cook, and she's stepping on the field with these star uh, female soccer players for the World Cup, and they're showing her going through these wide-range scenarios and running hand-in-hand with today's top uh, female soccer stars. So I thought it was a really cool ad. Uh, check it out on YouTube, Nike Dream Further. Just type it in on YouTube, you'll find it there. And I felt the ad was very strong. Uh, it's very inspiring, and for kids, because you look at the athletes and you want to be a, a star player. Maybe be in the World Cup someday. So it's obviously market girls, but anyone can look into it. And what also Nike did was they were also promoting their Dream Further jerseys because uh, Makina Cook, she was wearing that. And it's the first jersey that Nike made that is created for young girls. So very, very inspiring ad. So definitely check it out, guys. But that is my final thought. Dylan, what is your final thoughts? My final thought is the Orlando Solar Bears announced today their season opener is going to be September 12th, I believe, against the South, South Carolina Stingrays. I want local hockey and the National Predators to be back already. It, it, it needs to happen. It, it's just so far away that I'm itching to go back to an ice ice rink and watch a game. So you said September? Isn't that football season when we start kicking off? Well, it's 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 uh, also hockey season. When, when the Preds come to Tampa to play the, the Lightning? 
I'm not sure yet. We need to look at the schedule. Um, but I will definitely be going to that game. Also, the Florida Panthers game down in uh, oh, look Sunrise, at you. too. Going I mean, coast to coast from oh, Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. For sure. You have to for the Predators. Take your talents to South Beach. All right. Exactly. For that one game, I will be. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm itching for some hockey. I mean, I, I know that the final's happening. Yeah, that's great. But they're not my teams, though. They're that's not true. my teams. That's very true. I need to rock those jerseys. I need to, you know, go to a game. Like, just upsetting. But hopefully they'll come back soon, and they will come back soon. Preseason's just around the corner, too, which is crazy to think about. Titans football is around the corner. Hey, don't forget about UCF, man. UCF as UCF well. UCF Knights going in as well. The Orlando Magic next year. Hopefully we'll have another good year, and we'll see, Dylan. Orlando Sports. What's going? We'll maybe see by then if Orlando City makes the playoffs. We're close, but who knows? It's far, far away for now. And we'll also see the Orlando Predators are actually doing well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, Dylan, this is going to keep us busy. We got this big thing coming up in August. I'm sure you heard of it. Star Wars Galaxy Edge? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it's kind popular. of a big thing in California. I saw the pictures on YouTube. I saw Grace's thing. It's, it, it's crazy out It's there. insane. It's absolutely insane. I cannot wait for the crowds to be here. And I say that sarcastically. Um, it's going to be like I'm, Manhattan, man, like bumper to bumper. Like, no one's moving. I'm, it's like New Year's Eve. I am going to go to work and then straight home every single day. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near the park when I'm work, when I'm going over there working, things of that nature. I, I'm not touching Hollywood Studios for the next five years because Galaxy's Edge is going to take over everything. And crowds are going to be ridiculous. I don't want to get in the middle of that. I really don't. Unless I'm actually working in a park in some leadership fashion or something. But that's going to be forced upon me. I'm not going to choose to go there willingly because you'd be a lunatic to choose to go there willingly. So basically what he's saying, guys, is the force is not strong with him. No, the force (laughs) is not strong with me. It won't be strong with any of the cast members, but they'll still be here with a smile on their faces and helping guests each and every day creating magic. So... Thank you for listening to the show once again, guys. You can follow us on Instagram. It is uh, Dylan James underscore FL for me. And JT is at JT Saka 88. That's JTSOCKA 88. You can follow the show on Facebook at Abounds Dylan James. You can also follow us on Twitter at OOB Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan underscore James. JT, what is yours? Oh, I said my Twitter, but I'll give you my Instagram. There you it's go. At JT Soccer Sports. You flipped it around, man. Yeah, I know. Did. I was kind of doing a little bit different tonight, <laughs> but you know, it's fine. Changing it up a little bit, keeping you on your toes. That's right. And our emails, you can email me, JT at outofboundspodcast.com. And or Dylan? Dylan at outofboundspodcast.com. Email us, give us some suggestions, comments, concerns. We always like to hear from our fans. And also, don't forget to rate us and subscribe to our iTunes feed. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. So follow the show. Keep informed with us. And we'll talk to you guys next time. 